Good morning, church. I'm always a bit nervous when Barry jumps up and down because I'm like, if he loses his foot in, we'll be having a different kind of prayer. <laughs> well, um, I must say, I'm quite excited this morning. Is anybody else? A few people are excited. Um, it's Mother's Day, so happy Mother's Day to all you lovely ladies out there. I'm also excited because we've just moved into a new house. Um, <laughs> so I'm not really sure what's going to come out of my mouth because I'm that tired. But <laughs> I'm excited because in times like this, you just have to really rely on the strength of the Lord. And I'm excited because we're in church. And that excites me to be with God to spend time with him, to be with his people, to speak about his word. It's exciting. So who's excited this morning? Woo! Awesome. Let's just pray and then we'll get into it. So God, we just thank you for this beautiful, beautiful day that you've given us, God. We thank you for the opportunity to to be alive because some people didn't wake up this morning. Some people can't feed themselves. Some people don't even know where they are, but we're here. All our faculties are intact. We walked here. We drove here. We got the, the bus, and it's all because of you. So we are so grateful, God. We pray for all the ladies in the house that you will bless us on this special day, God. And we pray for all the men as well that you will help them to continue to inspire us to be the women that you've called us to be for you, God. Just bless every heart as I'm about to share your word with them. Amen. 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 So this morning, I'm going to be talking about elephants. Now, I'm not going to say that. I'm just putting this disclaimer out there. I'm not calling anybody overweight. (laughs) I'm not calling anybody fat. But I believe that there are a lot of elephants in this room. And everyone's confused now, so I will explain it. So, there should be a picture that goes up um, soon. And I've touched on this a bit in one of my other preachers, but God brought it back to my heart last week when I was preparing. So, elephants. Who are the elephants? I'm speaking to people who are strong, who are intelligent, who are wise, motivated, can we turn our phones off, please? Um, Ambitious, (laughs) relentless, discerning, hard-working people, broad shoulders, you can carry things and carry on going. My loyal people, caring people, giving people, people who love so hard, almost to a fault. If you're one of those, I'm calling you an elephant this morning, if you just allow me. Just for the sake of my preach. <laughs> just go with me. <laughs> so why elephants? In this picture, you can see this majestic animal, this elephant. And on its foot is a small chain that's pegged into the floor. Now, when you think about an elephant, this strong, big animal, and you think that there's this tiny chain holding it back, it doesn't make sense. Because if that elephant just decided to move its leg, I'm sure that peg would come out of the ground and it would move. But what that peg is, is psychological. Because when that elephant was young and small, 
The trainers trained that elephant with that rope tying it down, and at that point, that rope was effective, and it kept that elephant bound. But as that elephant has grown and grown and become bigger and stronger, guess what? That chain does nothing anymore. But because that elephant has it in its head that this chain's on my foot, even though it's so much more powerful than that chain now, it will never break free. So I'm speaking to people in here who are strong, who are intelligent, who are wise, who are motivated, who are more powerful than you think, and there's just one thing that's holding you back. And if you think about it, you're so much more better and, and stronger than this thing. So these are my elephants that I'm talking to you today. So elephants are powerful and they're held back by this tiny thing. And the thing to realize this, this chain, you actually have more power over it than you think. And it's in your mind. But because you've grown up with this situation, this circumstance, this thing has been happening to you for so long, you've always, quote unquote, looked down and seen this chain on your foot. Now that you've outgrown it, it's still holding you back. You've outgrown and you've outmatured your restriction, but because it's in your mind, you're still chained back. Your mind hasn't outgrown what your power has outgrown. And you're stuck in challenging life situations that you should have gone past. And these are the elephants I'm speaking to today. I'm speaking to people who are between a rock and a hard place. And things are difficult and you're looking forward to what should be. And you're even thinking and you're planning to start making moves because you've got dreams, you've got plans. You start to put it down on paper and think, I can actually do this. But there's just one thing that's holding you back. And every time you think, do you know what? I can go for it. You just never actually start to do it. I'm speaking to you guys today. I'm speaking to people who God has put things in your heart to do. You've you've always, from little girls or little boys, you've thought, I want to do something. I want to do something. I want to make something of my life. And, And you've just not done it yet. I'm speaking to you. I'm speaking to people who have got situations that have happened and you just can't seem to move past. And it's just always there in the back of your mind. I'm speaking to people who have put restrictions on themselves and they're just like, I know I can, but I don't think I'm good enough. I don't think I'm quite ready yet. I know what my mind wants to do, but I just can't yet. I'm speaking to you guys today. What lies in you is more powerful than the restrictions that you've put on yourself. And that's what I'm here to tell you this morning. If you're a Christian and you have the Spirit of God within you, the Bible says this, right? This is amazing. The same power, the same power, not a different one, Not one that's similar to, but not really. The same power that caused Jesus to get up from the grave, guess what? It's inside you. The same power. That's inside you. 
So what's this chain? What's this mental block that's stopping you from being the person who you should be? And if you don't know Jesus in here today, guess what? When Jesus created you, the Bible says that he breathed in you the breath of life. So you have a peace of God in you. And that power that has been working in you your whole life, even though you've never realized it, guess what? That's the same power that rose Jesus from the dead. And that is inside you. So what is this thing that's holding you back, that's restricting you, and you think, I just can't? And as I was thinking over the past two weeks, God just gave me two verses. So this is probably going to be really short, but we don't need to overlabor it. So I'm going to read Philippians chapter 3, verse 12 to 14. And it says this, Not that I have already obtained all this, or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that which Christ Jesus took hold of me. I take hold of that which Christ Jesus took hold of me. So here's the thing. God saved you. You're a Christian because you have a purpose. You have something to do. You, it's like you've been given this car, a seven-seater car. If you just drove around with it just for yourself, what's the point? Yeah. You might as well have got a smart car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on. God has enlarged your capacity yeah. to do something. If yeah. you're a Christian in this room, you have a purpose. Excellent. And God took hold of your life so that you can do something. And Paul says here, Paul's the person who wrote it, that... He is determined to take hold of what God took hold of him for. So he realized that God saved me for a purpose, and I'm determined to achieve that purpose. Verse 13 says, brothers and sisters, and this is the verse that God gave me, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do. One thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ. One thing I do. Life happens. It happens. But one thing, he's saying, if I've got any advice for you where you are, one thing I do is forget what's behind me and strain towards what's in front of me. Forget your past and move on to what's in front of you. Forget it. One thing I do. Because he knows That the same power (laughs) that raised Jesus from the dead is in him. He knows that he has a greater purpose that he has to achieve. He knows and he said, because of that, guess what? I'm going to forget everything and I'm going to, the word he used was strain. That implies pain. That implies you've got to make a conscious decision to be like, I'm going to forget all that and I'm going to carry on forward to what's ahead of me. And that is the word for someone in here today. Things have happened. Yeah. 
But forget the past. Forget what's happened and move forward. And this isn't to say that what's happened isn't valid, because it is. But when I was looking at this, this word forget, it's made up of two words in the Greek. And the first word means to superimpose. Now, what that means is you've got one thing and you've got another thing and one thing comes on top of the other. So what this implies to me is that when something happens, challenging life, whatever it may be, mental block, whatever situation you're in, yeah, that thing is real. But guess what God does? He comes and he brings his perfect image and his perfect way and his perfect vision and his lens and he covers it over. This hand is still here, but God comes and he covers it. And not only does he cover it, he heals it at the same time. So that, the second word that makes up that word forgetting is one to neglect. So what God does is he comes in, he swoops in, he covers that situation, he covers that mental block, insert there whatever you're going through, he heals it, and it causes you to neglect the pain. And that's what it means. It means your life situations are valid. What you're feeling is valid. I need you to know that. I'm not here to tell you, just forget it and act like nothing happened. I'm here to tell you, it happened. (laughs) It is real. It happened. But this is where Jesus swoops in and he says, my child, my daughter, my son, I know it happened to you, but guess what I can do? I'm God. I can take the pain away from it. I can take the hurt away from it. And all you have is this happened, but then it causes you to be able to say, one thing I'm going to do is forget the pain of this situation. This pain is not going to control me anymore. This mental block is not going to control me anymore. I'm not going to be bound by this chain on my foot. Even though I'm all powerful like an elephant, I'm going to forget the past and I'm going to strain forward to what's in front of me. Strain forward. It's a fight. It's a war. You've got to decide at your lowest points, you know what? I'm going to pick myself up. And it's not easy. But that's why God has come in and has removed the pain so we can do that. And if you don't, guess what? Your pain becomes a distraction to stop you from getting to where you should be in life. Every morning I take my son Gideon to nursery. And I finally taught him how to get out of the car seat himself so I don't have to lift him up anymore, which is great. (laughs) (laughs) And I hold his hand... And I'm walking with him to the nursery gates and to the door to get him in. Now, I have to hold his hand because he loves cars and it's a busy road. And if I don't hold his hand, this is what my son does. We're walking, we're walking. Ooh, truck. (laughs) And he goes right up to the gate. And I'm like, Gideon, come on. (laughs) Mommy needs to go to work. Gideon, come on. And then he looks at me and he realizes and then... He carries on walking. And it's like, ooh, a car. And he goes, car, come, car. And he's looking. And I have to hold his hand to guide him where we're going. And even when I'm holding his hand, it takes a lot longer than it should because he's still looking at the road and all the cars going past. 
And I have to repeatedly say to him, Gideon, look where you're going. Gideon, look where you're going. Gideon, look where you're going. And a couple times he's tripped up and fell down and gone, uh-oh, <laughs> because he's not looking where he's going. And sometimes, if we're not careful, we allow our pain to be like that busy road, that distraction, that all cars are going past, and God's trying to hold our hand and take us to where he wants us to be and take us to better things and new pastures. And we're like, ooh, car, ooh, truck. And God's like, fat man, look where you're going. Look where you're going. Look what's in front of you. Look what's there. Look what I have for you. Look what's coming. And we're distracted by our pain. And if we would just say one thing I'm going to do, because I realize what God has done for me and what he has for me, or even if you don't realize yet, because sometimes you don't know what he has for you, But this is where you start to trust God that he does have something good for you. Because he's told us in his word that he has good plans for us. Plans to give us hope and a future. He's told us in his word that before we were born, he wrote our life story. So even if you're here and it's your first or second or fifth time in church, guess what? God knew you were going to be sat in the exact seat you were because he wrote your life story. So even if you don't quite know what he's got for you, we trust that he does have something for us because he said, and he's saying to you this morning, forget the past, look where you're going, look where you're going. There's cars, I know, there's big trucks with diggers and all of this, but he's saying, look where you're going. One thing I do, forget the past, let God come in and and cover that situation. It happened, but let him remove it. Let him remove the pain of it and the shame of it so you can carry on going. Forget the past. One thing, one piece of advice. There's a scripture in the Bible about these two brothers called Cain and Abel. And Cain killed Abel because, I always get these two mixed up, but (laughs) Cain killed Abel because they both gave an offering to God and Cain's offering was accepted and Abel's wasn't. Oh, other way around? Yeah, Abel's, (laughs) well, one of them gave an offering, one was accepted and the other wasn't. (laughs) And at the end of it, what God said to him was, because he killed his brother and he was just like, sin is lying at your door, master it, so it doesn't master you. And what this means is, you decide, pain is lying at your door. Life is lying at your door. Things are lying at your door. Circumstances that you've been through that have caused you pain, they're there, they're real. But if you don't decide, this is my one thing moment, I'm going to master this, I'm going to forget the past, and I'm going to keep on pressing forward, straining forward, that pain is going to master you. And how many people have talked to elders in this room, and you talk to people who are a lot further on in their years, and they said, when I was a little girl, I wanted to do this. When, when I was your age, I wanted to do this, and I thought I'd do this with my life, and oh, life happened. 
Life doesn't just have to happen. Life doesn't just have to happen. If you decide, like Paul, one thing I'm going to do is forget the past and strain, strain forward. Guess what? Life won't just happen. If you don't master your pain, if you don't master your your mental blocks, whatever it is, guess what? They're going to master you. And they're going to put restrictions on you. One thing you've got to do is leave it at the feet of Jesus. And what that means is you're saying, God, I know you've got good plans for me. This doesn't make sense. I don't know why this is happening for me, but I'm going to choose at this minute to trust you irrespective of everything. I'm going to forget it. I'm going to let your love come in and cover it and take the pain away and heal my heart because if God doesn't heal your heart, the next person that comes along in life, you're going to be different with them. And you're not going to be the person that God has called you to be because you're still hurting and you're still healing from this one person. And then you start taking your pain out on other people who have nothing to do with it. And they're like, oh, I just, uh, sorry. (laughs) And it's not their fault at all. But that's where we get God to come in and he removes the pain. One thing you do, forget the past and move forward. Forget the past and move forward. Sometimes forgetting the past actually looks like sitting down with somebody and being like, this is what happened to me. Let's talk this through together because I need to even realize that it happened, accept that it happened and go through a process so I can be healed. Sometimes you need counseling. Sometimes you need to sit down with one of the pastors of the church or the leadership team and be like, help me forget because I can't. But whatever you need to do, don't ignore it. Don't act like it's not real. Don't act like it never happened because forgetting is an active process. And if you're just putting it in a box, boom, put it on a bookshelf, I'm going to ignore it. Guess what? It starts to eat up at you inside. And you notice your heart getting cold. You notice you're not wanting to serve people as much. You're not wanting to be around people. And you think you've forgotten, but you've actually not it. No, you put it in a box. So find who you need to get alongside you to help you forget. But you must forget and you must strain on. You must strain on. You've got your whole rest of your life in front of you. Don't be like this big elephant. And it's a little rope holding you back. And you are more powerful. You are more powerful. If you've never been told that this morning, I'm standing up here to tell you, you are beautiful, you are loved, you are cared for, you are more powerful, you are more valuable. You mean so much more to God and to me and to us than you could have ever imagined. God chose you, he loves you, he's always had his eye on you. He's always been there. Even when you've been been distracted and looking at the cars on the road, he's still holding your hand saying, come on, look where you're going. Come on, come on, come on. Forget the past. 
You've got so much more in front of you than you could have ever imagined if you just decide if it's bad relationships, if it's bad work colleagues, if it's bad stuff with your family. Choose today. Choose today, this minute, right now. Decide. Do you know what? It's happened. I'm going to move forward. I'm going to press forward. And guess what? When you do that, like I said, God gives you the power and the strength to do that. And until you decide, it's like his power is just waiting. Like, come on, is she going to do it? 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 And as soon as you take that step and you take that decision, he gets alongside you and is like, my power that's been here all along, there you go. You can have all of it. The second verse I'm going to read now and the worship team can get up is Hebrews 12, verse 1 to 3. And it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witness, let's stop there. What that means is, since we've got God, since we've got God, the maker of the moon, like we sang this morning, since we've got his whole angels, his whole armies surrounding us, you are never alone. You are never on your own. The verse goes on to say, Let us also lay aside every weight. Lay aside every burden. Lay aside every pain. Lay aside every thought and sin which clings so closely. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. Look to Jesus. Look to Jesus. Look to Jesus. And it goes on to say, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured on the cross despising the shame and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. He is seated at the right hand of the throne of God and consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary and faint-hearted. He was murdered on a cross for you. He was despised. He was shamed. He was spat upon. He endured hostility from people. What is it that you're facing? Because we have a God who has endured it. And he knows exactly where you are and what it feels like to be hated. What it feels like to be lonely. What it feels like to be in great pain. And he's saying, look to me because I can help you. But he's saying, unless you drop that pain, unless you drop that weight and you forget the past and you press on, I can't help you. And if you're that person in here today, I need you to decide this is your one thing moment. This is my one thing moment. This is my moment to be like, one thing I'm going to do from here forward. Tomorrow's April 1st. Perfect time to start something new. One thing I'm going to do is forget the past and press on. Come on. Very good. 
There's an old song that says, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. There's a verse in it that says, though none go with me, still I will follow. And a lot of times you have to get a lot of slack from your family and your friends and everybody else around you. And you've got to be like, guess what? I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. And guess what? God comes in and he superimposes that pain. And he's like, guess what? You decided. So I'm with you now. I'm backing you now. All my angels are with you now. You're not alone anymore. And he takes the pain away. It's like women, we keep giving birth and it's painful. (laughs) But after you're done, you forget the pain of the situation, don't you? Even though you know that you've had a baby and you remember what your labor was like, but you don't remember that same pain that's causing you to to scream and moan and bite your husband or, or say some foul things or whatever you do when you're in labor. That's what God does. He takes that pain away. And if you decide and say, I have decided to follow Jesus, though none go with me, the cross before me, the world behind me, no turning back, no turning back. And you leave everything there and say, forget the past. It's me and you, God. Forget it. It's me and you, God. Forget it. Forget the past. One thing. And I'm going to ask this morning for... The elephants in this room, before I finish, if you feel like you've been an elephant and you've got all this power within you, all this potential within you, and and you're stuck and you're held back by this one thing, this one chain, this one situation, this one relationship that you can't get over, this bad thing that's happened, as a step of faith this morning, and as a response, what we're going to do is, I want you to stand up when I say, And what you're doing is saying, I agree with that. I get it. I see it. That's me. And I'm going to refuse to be bound anymore by my thoughts, by my pain, by emotion. And then standing up, what you're doing is saying, this chain on my ankle has no more power of me. So if you're an elephant in this room... And you've got power, you've got dreams, you've got visions, and you feel like you've been held back on the count of three. I want you to get up, and what you're saying is, God, I'm forgetting the past, and I'm moving on. Are you ready? One. Are you ready? Two. Are you ready? Three. Get up. If you're that elephant in this room and you're saying, I'm not being held back no more. I'm deciding to follow Jesus because Jesus is going to fight my battles for me. I'm going to get rid of these chains. I'm going to forget the past and I'm pressing on. I'm straining on. It's hard. It's painful. But I'm going to trust that when God said he's got good things planned for my life, he's got better planned for my life than I think, than I believe. I'm As you're standing up today, what you're saying is, Lord, I trust you. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know if it's going to get worse before it gets better. But what I do know is the same power that raised you from the dead is deep inside my belly. And I'm going to trust you. And I'm not going to be held back anymore by the pain, by the shame, by the emotional trauma, by my mental thoughts. You are standing there and you're saying to God, God, I choose you. I have decided to follow you. No turning back even if everybody leaves me alone I have got Jesus the 
maker, the creator of heaven and earth who's done everything for me. And I'm going to be fine. Praise God. There's a table that you prepared for me.